You're welcome to Sport Analysis Network Football. I remain your regular anchor, Abdi Hamid Abdi Karim. You can also call me football jurist. Yes, on the show today, we shall be discussing who is the greatest Spanish midfielder to have played in the East Premier League between Cesc Fabregas, Santi Cazulia, and of course, the receiver of Manchester City. On the show today, we shall also be discussing as AC Milan favorite to win the Italian Serie A upon completing the seventh signing of the summer transfer window. Yesterday, as they announced the capture of Super Eagles forward Samuel Chukwezi from Villarreal. Also on the show, we shall have been discussing. We going to Saudi Arabia for a year, do anything to Kylian Mbappe's career. And lastly, on the show, we shall have been discussing which Premier League team is the most ready for the new season. Yes, we have a packed house. Yes, I have on the show with me, Abdullah Ibrahim, the one we call Liberty. Also on the show, we have. Ibrahim Moïse Olaiton, the one we call Alagizi, who stages a big return on the show. And also, I have with me on the show, Alabi Oluwatobi Omalaji. Yes, the one we call Irregular Boy. Yes, guys, it's good to have you back on the show. Yes. Uh, let me start with Liberty. Uh, Liberty, how are you doing? Uh, well, good day, football jurist. Good day to our wonderful listeners out there. It's nice being on the show, and it's good that we are talking about this dead Syria club once again. Mm. <laughs> All right, yes. Uh, Toby, how are you feeling? You must be you must be in cloud nine. I'm not in cloud nine. I'm level headed. Good day to our listeners far away. It's nice. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's nice to be back on the show yeah, once yeah. again. And I know there are any clouds. And and to the man that said we are dead, we are eighteen. I remind you, we have more Champions League than the whole of Barcelona. The whole of Catalonia, rather. We we you keep going. <laughs> We keep yes. quiet. Let me welcome Alagi on the show. Alagi, it's good to have you back on the show. Good evening, guys. Thank you for having me on the show. But it seems Liberty and Toby decided to throw the first punch. While Liberty said, um, AC Milan <laughs> is a dead team. I wanted to side with Toby, but later on, I he never, decided to I also throw jabs at my own Barcelona. I never team. mentioned any, any club. <laughs> But it doesn't mean we all know we all know the elephant. Is AC Milan is AC Milan is the team in contention. So I guess I would love to see the stats the both of you have to back up your claims. But all in all, it's a very good thing to be back, and I'm really glad to be back once again. And thank you for having me on the show, Football Jurist. And to our beautiful listeners, thank you for always keeping in touch with the podcast. Yes, unfortunately, uh, we don't have the show. We have the topic. Which of AC Milan or Barcelona is the bigger team? We don't have that on the menu for today's show. Maybe in subsequent episodes, or uh, subsequent episodes, we shall be having to be and of course our liberty scope against each other uh, to discuss that topic. Yes, okay, but our listeners, I mean, apologies to you guys. I mean, we deprive you of listening to this wonderful podcast uh, for the past two weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it is, it is due to it is due to circumstances uh, beyond our control. We are now bigger. We are now back. Just like we see, we are not back, bigger, stronger, and better. Guys, without wasting much time, I mean, let's talk. I mean, let's start with who is the greatest Spanish midfielder to have played in the Premier League. I mean, let me start with Alagi. I mean, who's your pick? Says Fabregas, Santi Cazola, or David Silva? Well, for me, I think I'll go with Fabregas. And you know, like we always say in Nigeria, we call him Fabri Pass mm. instead of calling him Fabregas because mm. he, he, he played in an era where football was football. That was what I would say. And he had the opportunity of playing with some of the greatest players in the Premier League, dating back to 
um, a very long time ago and the way he started his career from the basics of football itself with Barcelona and then the kind of career he had all through the years. I think I would go with Fabricas. Uh, not saying that Cazola and Silva were not good players, but I think uh, my bet is on uh, Fabricas. Okay, I mean, uh, Toby, is your, I mean, are you also betting on Fabricas? In as much as I, 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 I used to kind of sway the flag of Fabricas back in the days, I, 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 I stand to disagree on this. I'll be pitching my tent with David Silva. I don't know. I there's something special about the Spanish manager. For the first time. But Silva is a joyous player to watch. Honestly, who is Santi Cazorla? We are talking about the best Spanish midfielder between Fabregas and David Silva. I think Santi Cazorla is just a plus to the argument because it doesn't it doesn't come close. To when you talk about the best, he's one of the best, but he's not the best. Because if you're looking at the top two, he will even be in the top two. So why is he in the conversation? But for me, there is no, no, no doubt. When you're talking about the best in the EPL, you look at the most successful midfielder, and there is no other person than the receiver. And if you also look, look, look at the stats, Open all your fabric pass, fabric goal, fabric assist, fabric has 350 games, 50 goals. The receiver, 309 games, 60 goals. So your fabric pass and your fabric go where you end. No evidence. See, also no evidence. I mean, I mean, Aladi, I mean, how do you respond to this? I mean, Liberty just, I mean, give us a beautiful start there. I mean, the receiver recorded more goals. I mean, than Cesc Fabregas in the Premier League. Is that enough of uh, to name Cesc Fabregas as the greatest Spanish midfielder of all? I mean, greatest Spanish midfielder to have played in the Premier League. Well, if he's going to base his whole metrics on the goals, then I would like to remind him that essentially, if you are a midfielder, you you are not uh, you don't use the metrics of goals for a midfielder. And then looking at the impact of, um, like I rightly said earlier. When you look at the era at which Fabregas came into the Premier League, that was when football was football at the Premier League and not when the, the money so now, football, 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 football is football. basketball. We, we all know that now football is all about the money. The passion is not there anymore. Wow. Oh, it's all about who is, who is ready to pay the, the highest um, player, player. Who is ready to well, pay well, the highest you know, you player. The success of both players. In total, Fabregas had 50 goals 111 assists. That's in 350 appearances. But in lesser appearances, even, 309. Even 41 take, lesser. Take, 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 out, take out the goals, Liberty. Take out the goals. Let's let's talk about um, footballing ability squarely. I think um, Fabri Fabregas, Fabregas was a good player. No doubt. Props to Fabregas. But co comparing their pass completion, actually, in their overall matches, Silva was a better passer of the ball. Overall matches. He had 87% pass completion. Why Fabregas had 82% pass completion. Passes forward. Silva had a better pass forward. Passes that are dangerous. dangerous. He had over 5,000 passes forward. Fabregas has a little bit under 43 passes forward. These are what to expect of a midfielder. They, they should control the play. They should control the affair in the middle of the park. So are you, are you essentially saying that are you essentially saying that um, Fabregas yes, did not control Silva the play? Yes, I'm essentially saying Silva did more. But did, when you're saying... Play, but when, not as much as Silva. When Silva you're saying, 
118 chances, big chances, 118 chances. chances in his time. As when, when, you, when, you, when you are comparing that, did you also compare his, um, his stats when he was still in La Liga? Because at some point... No, we're talking, we're talking, talking about, about the EPL. So I know we are talking EPL. about the EPL. Even if you are going to put into consideration the EPL, you have to also put into consideration the style of play of each coach too. You can't necessarily hey, just Frank bring has, up stats without on saying several, several, he several played essentially players. just under as a winger. And Conte. He played and Sari. But at the same time, he played, he played essentially... You do want to compare the, I mean, uh, the number, was of years, number of years he played. Under Conte. Fabregas was a focal point. Fabregas, Conte and De Costa. They were focal points under, under Conte. But Silva, as a matter of fact, Silva has been a, a prolific midfielder all through his stay in Manchester but, but then, City. I mean, the guy is always absent, but he's always he's always involved. You don't see him; he's not that big, he's not that heighty. He's just like how can Silva. you use he's how can tricky. you use how can you use the word absent and involved in the same sentence? Stature, stature. Fabregas, Silva is not the biggest now, player. Now we are now using the magic of stature too. He has a player like Piatuli, who is big on the field. You have to play like Fernandinho. You have to play like These guys are always huge. You can always put them in the field. Silva is the smallest amongst these midfielders and he's always involved in the build-up plays. He's always involved. He's just like Gudugan. If, if, if you are saying the word, if you are using the word involved now, then I need to remind you that the both midfielders and contention were heavily involved in their teams. But one has more involvement than the other. I just, I just, I just give it, I and just that, give it three and matrix. That, and I just give it three metrics. And you are not even your metrics itself. Your one, metrics one, itself one, one, has... eight big chance created. One counter that. Two, okay. he has more passes completion. Eighty-seven percent pass completion. Two, more okay. passes forward for over close to five times pass forward. And I, I'm not even talking about goals or assists. I'm talking about these are transition plays. If you are saying are passes forward, goal. okay. Well, can I talk now, please? Yes, when sir, you talk yes, about can. passes forward, you don't need to use the sir, please. I'm just as young as you are. Thank you. <laughs> when you're guys. talking about the when you're talking about the word um forward passes, let me remind you that if you look at an example of Rakitic, playing on that different coaches actually changed the style of play. Even if you have to look at the way he played at Sevilla and then the way but he played at the it, early stages of not, his career at Barcelona. Not the, the and I now the receiver played um, with, with Kevin De Bruyne who missed that overshadows play. Conversation. I've listened to you. You don't want to listen to me. There's always pointing. There's always a very good understanding of um argument when you listen. I listen to you. You have to give me the opportunity to also counter you. If you don't listen to me, then you won't. You won't. You, right, I won't be able to drive right, in the right, point. Right. In, in two minutes. No, no, please. Let's go to the next question. Right, right. In two, in two minutes. We can. We can. We can always have divergent opinions about things. Let's move on to the next question. We have. A, we have a time limit to. Um, to stick to so please let's move to the next question please all right all right still sticking with premier league i mean let's talk about which premier league team is the most ready for the new season i mean when you consider i mean the players that have been bought and sold 
uh, in the transfer window so far? I mean, let me start to be a Toby. I mean, Toby, which Premier League team do you feel is the most ready for the new season? Arsenal, no doubt. Arsenal. Which, I mean, which these guys were Arsenal. These guys were close to keeping yeah. the league last season, and now they've reinforced. They've reinforced again. They brought in Kai Havertz. Arsenal is the most ready. Mm-hmm. They didn't sell anybody, and they've gotten Kai Havertz. They got in Kaiba, they got in team, but these are players that, that will had they will have to their weapon already. They already have they already have the the, the, the move, the zeal in them already, and they're still adding to their weapon already. They've not lost any key player. Massey has lost a couple of players, they lost Gudugan, they've lost um they lost Maris. I think they might lose Kyle, Kyle Walker also. Liverpool is just reforming, Chelsea is just reforming, United they stand no chance, they'll be blown away. So Arsenal, I feel like Arsenal is the most prepared for the league coming into the league next season. United are both a ball playing goalkeeper. <laughs> is this playing? I mean, Liberty. I mean, I'm ready to pitch it. Which team is the most ready for the new season? Well, for me, I'll still go with Man City because they are the team to beat. If you look at this side, you know that this is a side that is focused on getting the job done, and that is winning the EPL back to back to back. But they just lost good hand. They've lost some key players. They've lost good hand. We are on the verge of leaving. And of course, they must also lose Skywalker, stated by Toby. The transfer window is not over yet, and we've seen the arrival of Matikovac. At the moment, we're talking about the moment. If they leave, at, at the moment, I was even present with Manchester City because they are a 45 side with enough squad depth to see through the season. The main issue I have with Arsenal is the fact that right. do they have a side that will compete until the end of the season? Because we saw no, what happened in the middle of Saliba. We have Timba now. Timba and Saliba. Timba and Saliba. Let me listen with Alaji. Yes, Alaji. I mean, I know Alaji with pitch is staying with Manchester City. Well, it's going to be a very tough call between Manchester City and Arsenal. Because Arsenal has done very good, very good in the transfer window, bringing a couple of players. But essentially, it all boils down to the mentality of the team, essentially, because the season is a very long season. And then you have to be focused all the way. And I think we all saw that close to the um, end of the last previous season, where the whole mentality thing and then the mental fatigue itself and physical fatigue affected them. So for the ready for the next is obviously Manchester is always going to be ready, but I don't think Arsenal should be underestimated this time around. If the coach can get it right, because I still don't see how we would be able to fit in the likes of Avat, um, Declan Rice, Odegaard, um, Thomas, Pate, and um, Giorgio into that midfield without having a clash of ego and then a clash of mentality too. But I'm hoping he would be able to bring up, come up with something. And then at the end of the day, we'll see. But Manchester, just like um, I think it was it Toby that said it on Liberty, Manchester City also had a very good game against Bayern Munich two days ago. And then almost Kevin De Bruyne didn't have to, he didn't even play at all. And then he was able to bring a couple of young players to even compete against um, Bayern Munich. And that shows the kind of mentality in the team. So it's going to be a very... How come nobody called Football Judy's team? They are still playing. They are not going Liverpool. Liverpool. Liverpool which team? Which team is that? Right. I don't have a team. I mean, I, I support. I support everybody. I belong to. Every, I belong to nobody. All right. Ozulu, Ozulu, make it a denial of your team. Okay. You have Zobosli. You have Makalista. You have Blavia. Because of the fact that Arsenal, I mean Arsenal. Yes, I mean Arsenal are the most prepared team. Does that mean that Arsenal are favourites to win the Premier League? Yes, going to the new season. 
if the new season starts tomorrow, yes, Arsenal are favourites to win the Premier League as it stands. Yeah. No, Man City, Man City is the favourite for me. Because once a winner, always a winner. But then they've lost the instrumental players. Okay, it doesn't mean they've lost instrumental okay. players. I know they've lost instrumental players, but the mentality of the team is still very much there. It is one thing to lose players. It is another thing to also still have the mentality. But Real Madrid lost Benzema, mm-hmm. but still against Manchester United. They still won. They had people who scored. Don't say Mario is a small team. At least they now have a ball play to keep an eye. Mario beat for PC last last season. Now someone said they are. Now someone said they are chop for Anfield. All right. I mean Liberty. Can you please help us? I mean just. I mean Manchester or Arsenal. Who is the favorite? Yeah. Well, there's always one favorite for the past three years. One favorite. Ask me, ask. Well, we know the favorite, and they, they, are, they are the winners. That's Manchester City. We have title contenders and title pretenders. Contenders, Liverpool, my word, contenders, Arsenal, word. Man City. Eventual winner, go to judge everybody, Arsenal. Then we tell everybody, everybody, I go soon clear. All right, guys, let's move. I mean, let's talk about, I mean, it's Milan. I mean, the second time the European champions are doing fantastic business in the transfer window so far. I mean, they just completed, I mean, the signing of, of Sam Echukwese. I mean, who netted uh, 13 goals. Oh, and of course, he started 11 assists in all competitions of the last season. I mean, they've also, I mean, they've also completed uh, the signing of Christian Pulisic at Captain America. I mean, we've been to cheek. And of course, Noah Kakfor from Salzburg. I mean, let me start with I mean let me start with two, uh, Liberty. Liberty, do you feel AC Milan should be named the favorites going into the new Italian Serie A season? Well, before the beginning of the podcast, I spoke with a fan of AC Milan. I don't know, I don't want to mention his name, but in his own mind, he's also aware of the fact that they are not title favorites. Because in its words, Shane Ronaldo will sign. So it's, it's complaining yeah. about the fact that uh, the only prolific scorer they have in their side is still Rafael Leo. He says that no player that Chelsea, that AC Milan brought in is able to get 10 goals and 10 assists in a season, over the past two seasons. So why are they why are they calling them title favorites? So once again, I, well, I would leave it to him to decide whether or not they are favorites. But for me... He's saying that over the past two seasons, not just last season alone. Well, I won't, I won't want to go into further details about with him, but I'll say that for this season, there are title pretenders in Syria. Not yet. I mean, how do you feel? I mean, what do you feel about um, the businesses that have been done so far by the Rosonary? I mean, do you believe I mean, they are now favorite to win the Premier League and sorry to win the Italian Serie ahead of defending champions Napoli? Well, I think one thing for me would be the fact that I think they are retracing their steps because Ooh. after they won the um, they won the league and then last season they were hoping to bank on that success, but at the end of the day, it didn't really um, come into fruition for them. I think I that's what the part they. Alaji, they did. Alaji, they did one season wonder. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So they didn't really bank on 
they didn't really bank on the effort of the previous season. I think that's what the coach is trying to rectify. And with the fact that um, a big man has just left them, Bremovic has left them, and then you need to fill in the void, bring in a couple of players that can try as much as possible to bring in that strive, maybe to win another championship, or maybe even go as far as possible in, in the European distance. So, so I think they've gone, done good business. So the problem now is to bring in the kind of mentality to solidify the team together. And I think with a couple of players that they've brought in, they have the, those that are ready to fight for them. And there are those that are ready to also improve the team too. So I think it's a very good business. And maybe, maybe, maybe if they get it right, they might, they might do another championship. But in the long run, I think they should play a long-term game rather than just focusing on being a one-season wonder. All right. I mean, let me talk about it. Let's talk to the guy that has an affliction with the same question. I mean, to be, yeah. I mean, we you said stroke. Oh, football dreams. The boys in your he corner. Are you going to yeah, stroke it similar also? Are you not going to stroke it similar? There's, no, there's no boy in my own court. I've thrown the boy. I've, I've, I've thrown it to you. And, I, and I've thrown it to you. Yes. There, there, there is, there is, there, there is no doubt. There is no doubt your in my mind, mind that. There is no doubt in my mind that we are not title favorites. We are not, we should not be seen as title favorites. We cannot even be seen as title favorites. So you agree that you are title so, pretenders? We, anyone, we are, are it's in Milan now. It's in Milan. We are not title favorites. Neither are we title pretenders. We are title contenders. We are title contenders. And we're going to give everybody a run for their money. Honestly, amongst 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 all the signings we, we, we got across the line, the least person I am excited about is Chukwezi. I honestly have no idea why we signed that guy, honestly, because I feel like this guy, you know, he's just the one. He's just that. That is that is the only match. He's always he's always up against Madrid. Are we playing Madrid in the league? No. Chukwezi has failed to score. Has failed to score six goals in his previous four seasons in Villarreal before last season. Why are we signing someone like that? We have Salamakas who doesn't score four goals. Also, I mean. Chukwuzi is another Salamakas. I'm excited about Pulisic, mm. honestly. I'm excited about Neo Okafor. Those guys are actually very talented. Yeah, about Chukwuzi, I'm excited about player. Pulisic, yes, I'm excited about him. I'm excited about him. He's talented. But Chukwuzi, yeah, yeah. my problem with Chukwuzi yeah, yeah. is that Chukwuzi dribbles, he dribbles too much and his output is not there. At least Pulisic gets injured, but, but, but at least he gets the output. I've seen Pulisic, I've seen Pulisic cross. He would do better in your performance league. He won't do better in our farmers league. I hope he does better, honestly, because I'm a Milan fan. I hope he does better. I don't want to win trust my own player. But honestly, Chukwese is not the player I'm excited. I mean, I mean the most the player I'm most excited about is Pulisic, honestly. Regardless of the fact that I might be injured, I'm very, very excited about Pulisic, the prospect of Pulisic and Neo Okafor. Okay. And there's this guy you guys have not mentioned. I don't know why you've not mentioned, mentioned him, Tijan. I honestly am very excited about him. He completed the most dribbles in the RDBC last season. So, oh, the guy got for million. Well, kudos to your board for not spending much and breaking the banks for these players. I, I know they are very good. At, at least, at but, least we're not signing three yeah. players up and down like people that have to break their liver. Yeah, well, and if you look at the age range, the, the age, age, the age is still nice for the players in the team and the players coming in. So it's very, very good to something do for them. Although there's something that will win the try to share. All right, all right, guys, let's move. Let's talk about the final topic on the show. Let's talk about that. Kylian Mbappé, the only saga between Kylian Mbappé and, of course, our Paris Saint-Germain. It's no good news that Kylian Mbappé has turned down the move to Saudi Premier League club Ali Hilal. I mean, but then at the end of the day, if you see how this drama is going, 
win. Guys, don't you believe that number two just should have grabbed that one year offer and just let peace ring? To be <laughs> if if you were Kenya and Mbappe, would you have grabbed that offer? Currently, Kenya ah, has enough money to buy anything. Ma 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 is any a whole lot? Are you are you aware that any a whole lot in PSG? Is the highest paid player in PSG? Is that is amongst top five highest paid footballers currently in the footballing world? So so what does he want? What does he want that is not any in PSG? His image right is already his own in PSG. So this is this is a twenty four year old player that has the potential of winning the Ballon d'Or. Just for a year, just for a year. I mean, you'll be seen as someone that's serious. Just for to make more money. It will be the most unserious move ever saying? in footballing. It will be the most unserious move ever. He's going to create, he's going to kill his career. It's probably not going to play. It's going to it's going to kill his career, honestly. Wow. So I, I think he made I think he made the right decision. He needs to stay in one of the top five leagues. So actually stay under the radar. Going Saudi Arabia, the radar is going to be off him. Look at how many times we see Christian Ronaldo. There's only when he's called or do a WWE sports with the Christian Ronaldo. I, I, well, know, I think I, know I think he's yeah. being selfish because too much is given, much is expected. And this club has given you... And I think I would also want to blame the club for giving him too much power. And so it's like, it just goes back to saying when you give a child too much power, it gets, they get intoxicated. So best scenario for him, if he has the opportunity to convince Madrid to buy him now, Maybe they pay the money instrumentally. That should be a win-win situation. But going to the um, Saudi league, I don't think it's something he would even want to consider. I, I think I read where he even rejected negotiating with the club. So it's a good thing. If he goes there, he would obviously play. But then I think he's a player that wants the attention around him. So he, he wouldn't really get the attention in it. I don't think his form would also be in place by the time he decides to leave that place for Madrid. I'm really hoping that the PSG will be able to recoup a lot of money from selling him now rather than losing him for free next year. But all in all, I think he's just being selfish and he's just being money hungry. And like I always say, So likewise, for on Mbappe's end too, I think he's just being selfish because this is a club that has given you the entire um, platform that you've used so far. So basically, he should try as much as possible to be in the middle ground. If he doesn't want to renew it for another year, tell Madrid to come and pay for you now or you leave the club. Make sure the club gets money from yourself. And then it's a win-win situation because if it doesn't end up in a win-win situation, this thing is going to get messy and get messier too. So I don't see a way out of it, except it's a win-win situation. And hopefully PSG will be able to learn from this and don't give, so don't just throw money at your problems, thinking that it will make your problems go because this thing has been lingering for a very long time and now money can't even solve it anymore. So I don't I don't see what they need to do. I, I, I just don't know the situation out of this. All right, money can solve all problems. Yes, according to Alaji, this is where we share. Well, there is a saying that if money can solve your problem, it means you don't have enough money. <laughs> that is a really, really, do you do you want to do you want to compete with PSG when it comes to money? Even though for financial fair play, 
I think a lot of clubs now would really throw money at players unnecessarily. And don't be surprised that we're already seeing that from the Saudi leagues because they don't care about the financial fair play. They're ready to bribe anybody. They're ready to give concessions to anyone. So far, it just allows us to make, have our own way. And it's really going to be unfair to all these smaller teams that don't even have the financial power to get the necessary equipment, facilities, even players and coaches to when, even improve their own When team. they buy... They are buying from the smaller clubs, and smaller clubs are getting more money too. But 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 you have to look at the running cost of these teams too, mm. because it, just like my uh, AC Milan, they got eighty million from Tonali for Tonali rather, and then look at the caliber of players they are buying, and I'm sure that they they even still have some maybe um, a little bit of money still left at the bank because they have to also factor in the running cost of the entire season, looking at the various competitions you have to play too. And then the people you have to also pay salaries, the different low-level workers, and then there is these different permits you have to even pay the council or even the footballing um, um, association itself. So it's a lot of money going in and coming out of, of the whole thing. You keep recycling into the business because football is a business. But at the same time, these rules have to be adhered to. And we we already seen bigger teams now going against it because they feel like they have um connections they can always exploit so it's more like and that drives on the point that i was trying to make here that the the game now is more about money than passion itself Right. I think this is where we shall be joining the cuttings of this episode of Sport Analysis Network Football. I mean, don't forget that Sport Analysis Network Football drops every Friday, 5 p.m. in Nigerian time. You can follow us on social media. You can this tweet at Sun in capital letters on Facebook, Sport Analysis Network is the name. On Instagram, Sport Analysis Network, Sport Analysis Network is the name. Do enjoy your weekend. Au revoir.